Hello friends and family, this is Masood Ramandi and I'm super excited for today's session because we're continuing on unending grace and based on the foundations that we have had so far, we can uh, move on a bit and get a little deeper. In the first four sessions, I laid a bit of foundation and we got to session four where we looked at the story of Paul and I said the reason it's important for us to understand Paul's story is because uh, according to uh, his own words, he is an example, he is a pattern for us, for everyone who wants to believe in the Lord Jesus for uh, life, uh, life of the ages, and uh, his story reveals to us what this story of grace is, because he tells us that it wasn't according to his works of righteousness, it wasn't according to what he was doing. In fact, it says that he was persecuting the church, he was doing exactly opposite to anything that um, Jesus uh, showed us and manifest that he was doing everything against uh, basically uh, God-given righteousness and he was so self-righteous uh, yet in the midst of all of that the Lord Jesus came to him in his grace and he saved him and he says now he's preaching a gospel that is called the gospel of grace and uh, that's why it's important for us to know his story uh, so that when we get into his epistles uh, in place that he actually breaks down this grace and uh, reveals what grace is and shows us what grace does, what are the benefits of grace. Um, we can look at um, basically all those things for ourselves and uh, just like he lived, that we may live also. But also after that Rose uh, spent three sessions on uh, the story of the law, what was the law? Uh, I mean, before Christ, uh, it was doing just the role of a tutor. It wasn't our teacher. It tutored us to Christ. It bore witness to the things, to the real things that are in Christ. And he showed us how there is lack and um, insufficiency when we are under the law because the law cannot fix anyone. The law only demands. But then also uh, Rose talked about the law being spiritual. That means the law wasn't intended to be taken carnally the law was supposed to be just as it was, which is a spiritual. But the carnal mind of a carnal man caused um, a spiritual law to become a law of fleshly commandments. And through that, we, don't, we did not have a revelation of what the law was talking about. But then Paul himself calls, comes and says to, uh, I think in one of the Timothys that he says, um, sorry, it's in the book of Acts um, when he's defending himself that he says, I myself as a Jew believe in everything that was written in the law. So he's not putting the law away. In fact, he says, I know the law was a spiritual and I believe everything that it was talking about. Why? Because he's now being led by the Spirit of God into the deep mysteries of God written in the law, but he's not worshipping the law. He's worshipping the one that actually the law is talking about and he's free from being a slave to the law to um, do its commands uh, and instead right now he's free to just be with the Lord in union with him and bear the fruits of uh, this spirit. Now uh, so it's important for us to actually when we want to talk about grace to have also an understanding of the law because they go hand in hand. Once uh, you begin to speak about grace, then you see there are terms that are uh, about the law immediately after that in the scripture. And today I want to just do this and I want to 
um, have a side-by-side -side, um, look at these two. Uh, and the best place to do this, it's the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 14, because we have two terms that actually help us to um, understand this. And these two terms are being under the law or being under grace. Okay, so first let me show you this in Romans chapter 6, verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Both terms in one verse, under the law or under grace. Under the law or under grace. So one being under the law, it says you're not under it anymore, but then you are under grace. But the, the thing that is uh, amazing about this is that it says sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law. And I think this is <clears throat> exactly opposite to uh, what many of us have learned uh, over the years that we thought uh, sin shall not have dominion over us if we put ourselves under the law which means try to keep the law. And this says, no, as long as you put yourself under the law, uh, without you knowing, there would be a dominion over you by that, by that sin. Uh, now, that word dominion actually literally means to lord over. It comes from the word lord. But I want to put this on the screen so we can um, actually uh, talk about this. So uh, this is the story about you okay so that's why it's important it's all about you in this story it says you are under uh, you're either under the law or you are under grace and it says if you being under the law Sin will have dominion uh, over you. Which means, or just as it says, but if you are under uh, grace, sin uh, will not have dominion over you okay so this is very important for us to understand that uh, this seems to say that uh, because okay let me just explain this word dominion to have dominion this literally means uh, to to lord over okay and whenever in the scripture we see something about lord uh, the other side of that story is the word slave. Okay, so we have, uh, therefore, let me choose another color. Um, so we have the word Lord, and then we have the word slave. So it says in this scenario, the one that he's lording over is sin. And the one that is being lord over, uh, the one that is basically the slave, is you. And all of this when you are 
basically under the law. So under the law, uh, there is a dominion of sin over you. Now, I mean, but this is not about um, uh, sin and other things. This is about on being under the law and under grace. This is what this session is all about. So let's look at uh, what this actually means and how this is happening. Let's look at chapter uh, 3 of the book of Romans to understand what being under the law means or what uh, being under the law does to us. Look at chapter 3 verse, um, verse 19. It says, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped and all the world may become guilty before God. Therefore, by the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. Okay, By the law is the knowledge of sin. Therefore, being under the law, you will get a knowledge of sin. So this is very important. Being under the law or be on, to be under the law causes you to have a knowledge of sin. What does that mean? That means your knowledge would be according to sin. Every judgment that you would make would be according to sin. Every perception that you would have would be according to sin. And what does uh, basically that mean? That means you're not seeing or knowing according to God. Okay, you're seeing and knowing according to sin, according to what you yourself uh, have come to understand. So before moving forward, I'm going to add this to our writings. So it says all of this because there is, uh, by the law, uh, is the knowledge of sin okay so you basically are having this knowledge of sin under uh, the law now what about uh, being under grace so we have to understand therefore that if uh, there is something called under the law and being under the law you get the knowledge of sin what about under grace what happens under grace? Well, let's go to Galatians, and the answer would be found in the book of Galatians. Okay, Galatians chapter um, chapter 5. Uh, I'm going to read a couple of verses before uh, the verse that I intend to go. So let's go to verse 16 and read from here. It says, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, okay. So, if you walk in the Spirit, you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So, he says, previously, you thought being under the law would cause you uh, to not fulfill the lust of the flesh. But it says, walking in the Spirit actually is able to cause you not to fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we have something now which is being attached 
to not being under the law, uh, which obviously should be now the second one, which is under grace. And it says this is being in the spirit. Let's move on and we will find out more. Sorry, I have to switch over. So under grace, basically under the spirit. Verse 17, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not the things that you wish. Okay, let's pause here. So I started from being under the law and under grace, but now the same person Paul brings us to being under the spirit or being under the flesh, which means being under the law here. So this was under grace, but being under the law is to actually be in the flesh. Or let me say it this way. If you are under the law, you are in the flesh. Why? Because you are getting your knowledge according to sin. And sin would uh, constantly give you a consciousness of um, basically uh, an identity that is uh, not the one that God knows. And that causes you to be in a place that you see everything according to your lack. And then when you are in that place, you begin to desire to make this flesh look better. And you don't even realize that what you are doing uh, is not spiritual, is carnal, is exactly carnal. So that desire, which is in every religion, to actually promote themselves by uh, doing certain things or rituals or prayers or any religious act that is because of that sense of the knowledge of sin so that knowledge is driving them to do whatever they do it's not the knowledge of god that is telling them to do those things uh, it's not the knowledge of god that causes for example a muslim to pray it's the knowledge of lack in him which is whatever, I mean, they know about themselves, which is basically sin, uh, unbelief toward what God has told them or has said or revealed about them, that that causes them to uh, do something. And they think they are doing the will of God. And yet it's not that. It's the loss of their own flesh because flesh wants to justify itself because flesh... It uh, doesn't have any other way to, flesh does not believe uh, in what God says. Flesh wants to prove that what it is, uh, that it can, it can actually make itself better. So it says, as long as you are under the law, this way of thoughts and this way of perceptions and this way of actions will continue. And this is called being in the flesh. So under the law, uh, under sin, and in the flesh, they are all uh, basically of the same category. Which means if you want to sin more, just go under the law. If you want to, uh, in fact, be in the flesh, just go under the law. 
And this is, again, once again, this is, uh, of course, uh, outside of Christianity is true, but within Christianity is also true, which means if you have a law given to you that is not set by God, you are being forced to be in the flesh. And according to what actually the next verse says, you, are, you will be forced to do the works of the flesh, although you don't want to do that. But because you are under this system, you will do it. Anyways, uh, look at verse, uh, okay, verse 18. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Okay, this clearly tells us what being under grace is. So it says, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. That means you are under grace. So being led by the Spirit, not by the flesh, not by the law, being led by the Spirit is to be uh, under grace. So let me just therefore put this here. Uh, I said in the Spirit, but then let's also put here, led by the Spirit. Okay, led by the Spirit. So this is the story of being under grace. Uh, under the law, you are not being led by the Spirit, but you are being led or actually uh, forced by knowledge of sin. So therefore, this Spirit likewise must give us a knowledge that uh, actually is contrary to this knowledge of sin. You know what? Let me um, let me switch or let me have a clean page so I can talk about this more here. So, all right. So we are talking about uh, law and we are talking about grace. And I said this is basically flesh and spirit. So it um, basically what we read was that this one gives us the knowledge of sin. And I said, therefore, this one or the spirit of grace must also give us a certain knowledge. But what knowledge? This is the question. So what does it mean to be under? And this is the story of being, of course, under. So what does it mean now? Uh, what's this second knowledge that we need, to, uh, we need to have according to grace? We need to have according to spirit. What does it mean to be led by the spirit? What kind of knowledge this spirit gives us? Because Romans chapter 8 uh, speaks of this uh, being led by the Spirit um, once again and in the context let's see what actually Paul is saying there uh, let's look at Romans chapter 8 and verse um, let's read from verse 13 that says, for 
if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Okay, so what do you expect to have uh, when you are being led by the Spirit, which Paul said in Galatians chapter 5, that uh, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Therefore, being led by the Spirit means you are being under grace. But here told us that if you are, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. So what knowledge, therefore, here uh, grace is giving us or the Spirit is giving us? Clearly, it's the knowledge of sonship. Okay, so under grace, therefore, you should expect a revelation of sonship. That means God or the Spirit of God, just in the context, would talk to you about what? About sonship. But what was the law speaking to you about? About sin. So these are two different things. And it says, if you are under grace, sin shall not have dominion over you. That means if you walk in the knowledge of sonship, sin shall not have dominion over you. Okay, Because you're no longer a slave, you're free. And indeed you are um, basically, let me just show you this in the same book, the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 4. Um, and verse, uh, let's look at verse 3. It says, even so, uh, we then, uh, yeah, even so, we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. I hope you're seeing that now you're seeing the same exact terminology again, under the law. Once again, to redeem those who were under the law. To redeem those who were under the law. So if you're redeemed from the, under the law, you will be under grace, isn't it? Now, but what do we see here? It says to redeem those who are under the law that we might receive the adoption as sons. So once again, being redeemed from under the law that we might receive adoption as sons. Now, adoption as sons, it's not like the adoption that we have in natural world. It's not about somebody that doesn't have um, his real parents and is being adopted by another family. This means, this was a term that was used in Jewish culture when uh, the son in the house would get to uh, a, an age that he could become heir or he could have certain responsibilities. The term that they would use that they, they would use in that place was that he was placed as son, no longer a child but as son. So it's uh, the same person of the same family of the same father that is growing in maturity to become a son. So here we, we read that the story of being under the law, under grace, is the story of sonship. And then it says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son 
Why? Because so that you can be led by this spirit of sonship. So what do we mean even by as many as are led by the spirit of God? We mean as many as are led by the spirit of sonship. Okay, so let me put this here. What is this spirit? I know it's the spirit of God, but what kind of spirit? It's the spirit of uh, sonship. Or the spirit of the Son of God, which is uh, the spirit of God. It's God himself. Okay, so no need to go into details about this. But anyways... So it says, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So here you're dealing with Abba, the father. But here, you're not. Here, sin uh, is actually lording over you. This is a place that you're not, and the best thing that you have here uh, is actually, Rose talked about this, the law itself that is a tutor. It's not even a teacher, okay? Uh, so this is important for us to understand, therefore, that uh, under, to be under grace means to, uh, to be under the spirit of sonship. That means... Every knowledge that God would talk to you about is referring to who you are because of being born of God. But previously, everything that you knew was because of what you uh, were or had done. And these are two different things. Because what God has done is a creation that He Himself has created and He knows who you are but when you begin to get into a system of rules then your performance defines who you are uh, and that puts you in bondage so that's something that I wanted to show you about this being under the law or under grace that this uh, sto this is the story of being a uh, slave or a son uh, and according to what Galatians says even after that uh, it's only the son that is heir. That means it's only the son that receives. So that's why, I mean, we say <laughs> we receive things by grace uh, because it certainly means that you're receiving that as an inheritance, not, not as a wages for what you have done. Because of who you are, God has justified you to be the heir of all things now this is uh, this will be something that i would cover in that uh, in next week uh, when we talk about actually being justified um, uh, from all things and for all things by jesus christ and that would show us actually this story is much bigger than what we have seen before and uh, if we give our heart into meditation to these things these things should burst into joy and it should actually cause these things to be a reality because when we speak of being heir uh, heir of god that's a big term that speaks of receiving uh, from god all that belongs to god and think about what is not in god can you say anything that you desire that is not in god whether it be spiritual or physical, whatever, 
everything is in him and uh, yet he says he has made us heirs so we can receive that. So back to the story uh, once again. Uh, let me show you. I hope you saw the last thing that I wrote. But anyways, so once again, um, to wrap up this session, let me quickly go back to... Um, yeah, the first slide. So we were talking about you either being under the law or under grace. And we started from the place that said you will not, sin shall not have dominion over you because you are not under the law and you are under grace. So the power of sin will be taken away once you begin to walk under grace. And then we looked at uh, Galatians that uh, clearly said being uh, led by the Spirit of God is to be under grace or being under grace is to be led by the Spirit of God. So on the other hand, we also looked at Romans chapter 3, I, I think verse uh, 20, 21, that said uh, being under the law or by the law is the knowledge of sin. So you're either being led by the knowledge of sin or uh, just as uh, we looked at this in the second slide, by the knowledge of sonship so begin to search out for sonship then if you want to be under grace look at what actually the spirit of sonship is showing you for example uh, this is because this is already in the book of romans uh, and we were there in chapter 8 verse uh, 14 saying as many as are led by the spirit of god these are sons of god um, go uh, a few verse before that or let me actually show you go forward and see this in the context of um, chapter 8 verse 27 says now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So it says the Holy Spirit, because it's been talking about the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit uh, basically knows what the mind of the Spirit is, what the mind of the Spirit is. Now, why? Because he, and why that is important? Because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God or according to God. That means not according to anything that has been in us, but that desire that was uh, from the beginning uh, is known by the spirit because he has access to the mind and then it says that right after that he says let me show you what was in the mind of God let's go uh, verse uh, 29 it says for whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son that he may be the firstborn among many brethren moreover whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. So it says, the, these things are the things that were the uh, things that were in the mind of the Spirit of God. What was that? Everything that was, I mean, the predestination, the foreknowledge, and all of that was toward you being called, you being justified, and you being glorified. 
and the Spirit will be revealing this to you. So you won't read the scriptures anymore and see fault in you. You read the scripture and see what was in God's mind about you. And once you begin to read this way and be led by that Spirit that actually shows you these things, gives you revelation, then you, your knowledge begins to become the knowledge of uh, basically God's calling and justification and glory, not the knowledge of sin. So your consciousness would begin to be changed uh, and you begin to operate from a place of being justified according to grace and not being condemned according to the law. Now this brings me to uh, basically next week's message which will be about justification by grace and we're going to look at this in the next session but I, I hope that this was helpful and clear enough but um, with basically a little time that I have it's hard to uh, break down the details of this uh, but I trust the same spirit is present in your uh, gatherings whether online or uh, basically locally getting together uh, and you would begin to continue uh, from where I actually stopped. Uh, I know that everybody has been in the Word and you all have the same Spirit and the same Spirit that is speaking through me is in you and He will lead you to the rest of what you need to know about being under grace. So bless you guys and we'll see you in next week.